Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for July 23rd, 2018. On today's show, we're going to talk about the big news that hit over Comic-Con, and that is Disney's firing of Guardians of the Galaxy director, James Gunn. This is Slash Film Editor-in-Chief Peter Serretta, and joining me on today's podcast is Slash Film Weekend Editor, Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. Slash Film Senior Writer, Ben Pearson. Hey, what's going on? And writers, Y. Trend Bowie. Hey, everyone. And Chris Evangelista. Hello. Okay, before we get into this, I want to thank everybody for listening to our coverage of Comic-Con. Uh, we are exhausted. I, I also want to thank HT, Chris, uh, HT and Ben for kicking butt while we were in San Diego because uh, it seemed like there was just days filled with lots of news. And, and normally... Uh, we would have done an emergency podcast about this James Gunn news, but uh, our staff was literally spread too thin, so <laughs> we just couldn't get to it. So, uh, you know what? And it's probably for the better, because I feel like uh, having the weekend to think about this and uh, to formulate an opinion is probably going to do us all a little bit better, I think. Uh, but before that, um, I do want to say Comic-Con was exhausting guys um i don't know i'm not sure if it's the fact that you know marvel wasn't there and hbo wasn't there and netflix wasn't there with their big things so there was less exciting panels there wasn't really any big surprises out of outside of you know disney bringing back the clone wars uh animated series uh there it uh you know there was some sad news uh John Schnepp, uh, who was a you know a director of that Superman Lives documentary and a colleague of ours who you know worked at Collider and a, and a bunch of other outlets, uh, you know died of a stroke, uh, was you know looming over the whole event, and then this James Gunn news hit, and it, it was just it was it was not my Comic Con. You know I've been going for I think eleven or twelve years now, and it, it just felt wrong <laughs> uh brad do you have any uh post-mortem thoughts on this year's comic-con no i mean i'm i'm pretty much right there with you um I, i've been going for i think this was my ninth year um 
And there was there was something about it where it just didn't feel quite as exciting. And I, I don't know if part of it was that it seemed like maybe we were running around more because the panels were more spread out instead of spending so much time in Hall H. Or if it was, you know, like you said, a lack of Marvel and some of the bigger things and the lack of surprises that made it feel not quite as exciting. Um, or, you know, just the cloud. But yeah, this, something about this year's Comic-Con didn't feel quite that great like it's i i don't want to necessarily like outright say man this comic-con sucked because i still you know had some good times and got to hang out with the slash film crew and uh picked up some things from the show floor but it just didn't feel quite as magical or as exciting as comic-con has in the past chris this was your first comic-con uh what what do you think what what were your thoughts uh i think I'm glad I did this and I never want to do it again. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I knew what I was getting into in some sense. You know, I knew about the lines. I knew about, you know, all that stuff. At the same time, I just wasn't mentally prepared for all of this. And I don't know if I ever will be, you know, uh, I don't want to oversell it as like this, you know, torturous event. Cause you know, in the, in the end, I did have a good time with certain things. Like I loved the Halloween footage I saw was amazing. Uh, you know, it was, it was great to meet, you know, you guys who I've never actually met in person before. And I got to see, you know, some other people I know. And so stuff like that was, was great. But a lot of it was just, it just gets frustrating after a while. And when you boil it all down, you know, waiting in line for hours to watch two minutes of footage is, is like the act of a mad person. And the fact that, it's become this huge thing. I, I can't really like quantify it in my brain. And, you know, by the last day, or I guess the second to last day, I was, I was in line for something. I was outside, I was covered in sweat and I was literally about to just be like, you know what? Fuck off everyone <laughs> in front of me. Just fuck off. So, uh, yeah, that's my Comic-Con takeaway. <laughs> Well, to be fair, uh, this has not been the typical Comic-Con, as Brad and I suggested. Usually you're waiting in long lines to stay in a hall all day and not just see two minutes of footage. Um, but, yeah, that, that's just uh, how things turned out. But uh, we, we should talk about um, – let's move on to talk about the main topic, and that is James Gunn getting fired uh, as the director of Guardians Galaxy 3 by Disney. This happened on Friday. HT, you wrote this up for the site – uh, tell us what happened. So Friday afternoon, Disney announced that James Gunn would be fired from directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3 after helming the first two wildly successful Guardians of the Galaxy films. Uh, and this was in response to uh, the James Gunn's old tweets that had resurfaced recently and were causing controversy uh, on Twitter. And they were old, old tweets that uh, were tweeted before he was hired by Disney and Marvel to direct Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, a lot of them were jokes about rape and pedophilia and um, were uh, were basically resurfaced by conservative bloggers Mike Cernovich and Jack Posobiec. And um, James Gunn shortly after issued an apology on Twitter and then issued another one that was released to the press uh, saying, I will read a little bit of his press apology. Quote, my words of nearly a decade ago were, at the time, totally failed and unfortunate events to be provocative. I've regretted them for many years since, not just because they were stupid, not at all funny, wildly insensitive, and certainly not provocative like I had hoped, but also because they don't reflect the person I am today or have been for some time. And um, this 
happened Friday and uh, we have, yeah, we've had the weekend to sort of mull it over. And since then, we've had some uh, reactions from the Guardians of the Galaxy cast and uh, uh, some from Marvel as well. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, I guess, you know, we should talk about the extent of what these tweets are because just saying that, you know, uh, what you know, in broad terms, what they're about, I think, can give people the wrong idea, maybe. Um, as far as I'm seeing, at least in these uh, screenshots that uh, they've put together, uh, these are all jokes, right? Um, yeah. And they're all like, uh, I don't know. Uh, these, like, they're what? all these are all jokes that are meant meant to be shocking in and of themselves. There's it's intentionally blue humor. It's intended to make you open your mouth and gasp because it's something that's such, you know, that is actually supposed to be offensive but not meant to be taken literally or seriously. You know, it is like it, it, this is one of the many facets of comedy. And it's nothing that is intended to be taken as anything that James Gunn actually believes in or partakes in or anything like that. It's it's like the, the, the um, a more extreme equivalent of Everybody in high school at some point, I'm sure, heard those jokes about, like, you know, dead babies, you know, like, uh, like they're, they're, they're the kind of jokes that you tell to get a response out of somebody. And that's exactly what they're intended to do. And for the longest time, James Gunn's career and his focus was on creating comedy that made that that shocked people that was intentionally inappropriate and provocative. And it's that's why he made movies with Troma. You know, Tromeo and Juliet is a movie that is exactly intended to do just the same thing. And the fact that he's being held accountable for these jokes that are, you know, some some of them nearly a decade old as being something that he is like believing and supportive of is absolutely ludicrous. Not only because has the you know the state of comedy changed and what is you know kind of okay to make fun of and that kind of thing is a little bit different now. But it's just these are intended to to be jokes, you know, and that's comedy like works in a variety of of ways. And some of it is in is in ways where that people don't entirely understand, especially if you come from, you know, a a place where you have conservative beliefs. And so it might be hard to understand for some of these people. But at the end of the day, it's it's not the content of these jokes that people actually care about. It's what James Gunn stands for as a person outside of these jokes that has actually ruffled feathers. Yeah. And let's, um, let's be clear here. You're not saying that these jokes would be okay to tweet out today. No, not at all. Not, but not okay. by any means. But they, and honestly, like they're not even necessarily okay to like to tweet out at, like, like at all, but it doesn't, it's, it's not something that is like justifiable to like fire somebody. And it's not something where you can make the leap that you know, oh my gosh, this is such a, a terrible person. It's like it, yeah. that's 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 not how comedy works, and that's not what what these tweets are about. Yeah, I, I did want to read like you know some of these uh, pedophilia tweets. Like you know, uh, one of them is and I'm going to read this from James Gunn account. This hotel shower is the weakest ever. Felt like a three year old was peeing on my head. So I mean, it's not a funny joke, but I also don't think it's like him claiming he's you know trying to rape a young child. Um, uh, you know, he, uh, tells someone to tell your three-year-old you're laughing, thinking of me fucking 3 PO. He'd appreciate it when he's older. Like, not particularly funny, but I, I also don't think that, uh, uh, you know, th- this comes in the shadow 
of the Roseanne getting fired. Uh, what was that? Two weeks ago or a couple weeks ago? Um, it, over you know some racist, insensitive tweets. Um, you know these weren't tweets that were sent a decade ago. You know she's made a lot of comments over. Th- <laughs> the years that uh, should have gotten her fired. These were things that she said recently after basically Disney kind of, you know, warned her <laughs> not to, uh, you know, go over the line. And um, I think there is a difference here. There's a, uh, with these tweets, I'm not saying that these tweets are okay, but it is interesting, you know, a few years ago, I think he even um, issued a statement, not about the tweets, but about his, about the blog post he did and his humor in general. Um, and it was, it was through glad because I think it was about, uh, some insensitive, uh, uh, some insensitive, uh, remarks about, uh, gay people. Uh, and, uh, you know, at that time he basically said that this isn't me anymore. Uh, that, you know, I have grown as a person. I used to think this was funny. It's not, you, you know, uh, and clearly if you, you know, watch the Guardians films, they're a very inclusive, uh, they have a very inclusive message to them. Um, is, is there anything anybody else wants to say about the tweets themselves before we move forward? Um, I guess just to sort of, um, recategorize a little bit of, of what HT was talking about. Like there was a controversy on Twitter, but it's not a controversy in the sense that like uh, in a traditional sense, it was more of like a concerted effort by these, you know, alt-right personalities to like specifically to get James Gunn fired because of this. It wasn't like there was a genuine controversy that was stirred up here because of, you know, like you're saying, anything that he said recently, this was them, you know, purposefully going back through and digging up stuff and, uh, and orchestrating basically like an attack on his character, um, with the sole goal of getting Disney to pay attention, you know, being loud enough to get Disney to pay attention to, so they would fire him. And that's exactly what they did. So I, you know, I just wanted to let people know that it wasn't like a a genuine controversy uh like a lot of things are in in our in our world these days this is more like a a concerted effort yeah i agree with that it was definitely a bad faith attack against james gunn for a lot of his uh beliefs and comments against uh president trump and uh other sort of conservative issues and definitely became a uh widespread orchestrated attack against him so, so we can all... also, also just to further point, like show the evidence of that similar uh, pundits. And I think actually even Cernovich himself again now uh, has been going after comedian Michael Ian Black for jokes that they're deeming inappropriate and offensive and like calling for like boycotts of him doing book tours and signings and shit. And then some people are now trying to uh, attack Patton Oswalt. And what's hilarious about this is they're doing it be- with tweets that he made that were intentionally uh, misleading and made meant to be taken out of context sometime in the future. And now people are using them as if they're things that he actually said that he believed in. It's like, you, you can't write parody this, this like yeah. good. It's, it's just, it, it's unbelievable the, what, what the depth of these people are thinking to. So, so we all agree that the people responsible for this, it, it is political motivations, right? It's not, that they, you know, all of a sudden stumbled across these tweets and were like appalled and like we we need to make sure Disney knows that uh, you know someone who is making films for children said these things. 
Yeah, and if you want to know like what kind of person uh, led this campaign behind it, one of the tweets going around from Mike Cernovich is where he says, have you guys ever tried, quote-unquote, raping a girl without using force? Try it. It's basically impossible. Date rape does not exist. So these are the kind of wholesome, conservative, family-value-centric people that we're dealing with who, who got James Gunn fired. And the thing is, Disney would have been aware of James Gunn's uh, persona and image before he signed on to Guardians of the Galaxy. Just also because of the previous controversy he had in 2012 where he had to issue an apology. And it was a sincere apology uh, for the blog post he wrote before. So why now? Why in response to like this obvious uh, orchestrated attack against him? And the, is that a dangerous sort of precedent that it sets? Okay, um, you know, I think we've set this up good enough. Uh, so I want to ask you, HT, uh, what are your thoughts uh, on this on this firing? Um, I don't think the tweets were good. I think that you know, whatever the jokes that he made were are were unacceptable are unacceptable today and unacceptable back then. But I think that Disney reacting to this uh, bad faith attack against James Gunn in this manner is not is not helpful and it it honestly only aids these the sort of alt-right uh movement by to attack like filmmakers and people who uh have opinions against the republican party or against against conservatives and it's it's honestly i think it's dangerous like i was saying before i think it's going to uh lead to even to even more like sort of orchestrated attacks against people like a Brad was saying is already happening against Patton Walswalt and other comedians. Yeah, and I would say I'm not I'm not defending Gunn in any way, but uh, you know, ten years ago the climate was much different. If you like went and listened to Howard Stern, for instance, um, you would hear humor much like this, uh, much like many of these jokes, and it was considered. Uh, maybe it wasn't acceptable, but it was considered acceptable for, you know, the public airwaves. Um, you know, even Howard Stern has changed. Uh, you know, you used to have this group of whack packers, one who was named uh, Gary the Retard. Uh, he's still on the show, but he's now called Gary the Conqueror. Um, you know, even Stern has kind of, uh, you know, evolved and grown. Uh, it is, uh, I don't know, I, I think it's sad that we are taking this out of context we are uh you know these are jokes that were made you know nearly a decade ago and uh obviously this person has grown since then it's he's not the same person uh you know does that should he have been fired by disney in my mind what should have happened um you know i'm 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 just a blogger i don't know anything but disney should have like given him the chance to apologize to the public, you know, do, do a public apology and then, you know, feel the room, see, you know, see how the public reacts, uh, see, you know, uh, if, uh, there is some forgiveness there, if there, you know, it, it seems, I mean, having met James Gunn and spent time with him, uh, many times over the years, he just seems like a nice dude that is trying to do good things. And, uh, it's, he seems like, you know, when we were all in high school and we'd say things to shock people because we thought like, he seemed like that was his, 
what his gimmick was. That was what his brand was before he he came into what he is now doing. Um, and I I don't honestly believe that he you know, uh, <laughs> you know w- believed in insensitivity or that he believed uh, in pedophilia or do you know what I mean? I don't believe you know. Yeah. There's a difference here between someone like this and you know. Uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, you know, or Bill Cosby or any of these people being accused in the, the Me Too um, movement. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, ben, do you have any thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, there's like you're saying, there's a difference between joking about something as, as uh, I guess, unsuccessful as most of those jokes of, of his old tweets are and then actually doing something and so that, you know, there's a line that needs to be drawn right there. And it, you know, it, it's so baffling to me that Disney would um, would react so quickly in this situation without just sitting back and seemingly uh, applying any level of, of analyzation or nuance to this situation at all and just um, giving in so quickly. I mean... It sounds alarmist, maybe, to call it dangerous, like HG's doing, but I, I think I agree with her. I think it, it really, like, you know, when when you take away the baseline level of reality of, like, what are the rules in a in a business or in, in the framework of a corporation like this or a society at large, what are the rules? And when you when you just suddenly um, shift the the ground so drastically then it feels like everybody is standing on shaky ground and you're sort of like, wait, if, if this is how it's happening, what is, you know, how, how do we move forward from this? What, what is, <laughs> what are the rules here? Um, I, I saw this piece, uh, at Vulture that Mark Harris wrote and it's called Disney should know the difference between James Gunn and Roseanne. And it's a good piece. Maybe we can link to it in the show notes, but I, I wanted to read uh, one of the paragraphs here, it says Disney has always fluffed its feathers about how because of its worldwide brand, anyone associated with this name must be above reproach. But in the wake of its merger with 21st Century Fox, it's going to be responsible for more of what we watch than any other company in America. How the company decides what to punish and what to defend is a question its employees and its con- and its customers have a right to ask. And the answer had better be something other than we'll do it quickly and in a state of panic. So I, I think that's a, a good uh, summary of um, of sort of how I feel about this whole thing. Yeah, that article is linked in the show notes. It, it goes on to say, you know, a joke, even a thousand creepy jokes that you wouldn't tell at a dinner table in a locker room or anywhere else is not the same thing as public stereotyping or vilification of groups that are already widely targeted with discrimination and hatred. And he goes on to say, if a company that's, all about expression can't draw the disti- uh, these distinctions and worse if it outsources its judgment about these offenses uh, the uh, about offensiveness to professional internet trolls how can any creative artist believe that disney has their back um it, it's a great article uh and, you know and another thing i want to say because you know over the weekend when when this news hit on friday I kind of, you know, made some tweets because I was I was just so angry. I was angry because uh you know, I I love the Guardians movies. Uh it seemed um very unfair for, for this to be happening. I was angry that we have a president that has said uh so many horrible things 
not just on Twitter, but publicly. And he's, you know, elected by us and he's in office. And, uh, you know, I made some tweets and over the weekend, as I had more time to think about this and digest this, um, the more angry I am at Disney that they, you know, were so reactionary and so, uh, not willing to take a moment and try to consider, you know, what, what is the best thing to do in this situation? Um, I also do want to say, uh, I think, you know, some of my tweets that, you know, about Trump and stuff, like I got the reaction, like, Oh, you're only defending James Gunn because you like him. Uh, you know what? I liked Kevin Spacey. Uh, I liked Chris Hardwick. We followed out, followed each other on Twitter. (laughs) You know, uh, I didn't defend either of them. Uh, This is different. And also, honestly, for me personally, too, uh, if if there was a more conservative uh, geared comedian who had made similar jokes or anything like that, my stance is the same simply because of the respect and like the passion and understanding I have for like how comedy works and what it is and the different shades it has. And it, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle is like this. This move is sets a dangerous precedent, and it just doesn't. It doesn't take a full understanding as to what like James Gunn was doing with those tweets, and it also doesn't take into understanding that like people change, uh, society changes, what is deemed appropriate, you know, changes, and if Disney makes decisions like this, you know. It's it's hypocritical because you go back and you look at the history of Walt Disney himself. This was a man who, you know, was uh, sexist and anti-Semitic and all these things. And so the fact that a company like this is being so sensitive to something that isn't even tantamount to being as bad as that because these aren't things that James Gunn actually believes in or anything like that is, you know, just, you know, ridiculous to me. I think it robs also people in these positions of the ability to change. Uh, And I mean that by that James Gunn has proven uh, over the years to have changed and bettered himself as a person. And I think that's what we should take into account with these kind of situations wherein they have old tweets or old uh, standard routines that were offensive or were, you know, sexist or racist or what what have you not. Um, whereas, like, how about we hold accountable people who have not been, who have not changed or who've not to, proven not to, like, be willing to change uh, under Disney's employee, such as uh, Johnny Depp and the Pirates of, of the Caribbean franchise, for example. So I oh, wonder, like... We, we sat in Hall H this weekend as Johnny Depp appeared in character for Fantastic Beasts Right before Amber Heard, you know, who mm-hmm. there was allegations about abuse there, you know, I, I guess. Uh, and that, that was actually brought to court as well. Yeah, brought to court, you know, was appearing in the same panel. I, you know, th- we don't know if she was backstage. It just seemed so uncomfortable. Like It was so weird. And it's so weird that like Warner Brothers would put those two people on the same panel together. Yet you know, this other thing's happening in this other part of our, you know, movie universe. Um, Chris, we haven't heard from you yet. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this whole situation? I mean, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with everything that everyone said here. And uh, other people have pointed this out too, but 
like one of the message of one of the messages of the Guardians franchise is all about like people growing. Like all those characters when we first meet them are all uh, individually like selfish and terrible in their own ways. And as those films progress, especially into the sequel, you know they've learned to you know adapt and change. And I always felt like that was like James Gunn putting himself you know, into those characters. I mean, that, that I can't even imagine that franchise continuing without him. It, it so wholly belongs to him. And I almost don't even care about where it goes now. I mean, you know, not even almost, I flat up don't care where it goes now, basically because he's not involved. And, you know, as everyone has said on this show, people change. Like I know for a fact that the person I am today is so different than the person I was like 10 or 15 years ago. Like the, like I think about the person I was in high school, which is a long time ago because I'm an old man. Um, I think about, you know, that person and I just want to like kick his ass for just how intolerant and stupid he was. And, you know, imagine, imagine if there was Twitter and tweets from that, you know, that time. Yeah, like if I had Twitter when I was like 13 or 16, uh, I would <laughs> it would just be a, a disaster. And you know, life is about growing. It's about learning. It's about uh, you know, becoming more tolerant. That's what you should do as a person. You should grow. And these people attacking James Gunn, they have no interest in growing. They have no interest in adapting or Part of their whole stance is they're terrified and angry at any sort of uh, change in the world. Any sort of betterment for any sort of marginalized group just infuriates these people. And anyone who dares support something like that is, is a target as far as they're concerned. And it's just such a bad faith thing. And it's also incredibly obvious, too. Like, I don't understand how Disney... Like, does Disney not have a single person on their payroll who understands how Twitter works? It seems bizarre that they would just instantly be like, oh, all right, James Gunn is fired. Like, I, I refuse to believe there there's not someone at Disney who could have seen through this ruse for what it is. And it's just it really it really pisses me off. And again, I'm not. I'm not condoning those those James Gunn tweets. They're terrible. They're not even close to being funny. Not even like 10 years ago would they be remotely funny. And he was an idiot to tweet them, but he's owned up to them. He's apologized for them. And they're so clearly meant to not be taken literally that it's just very strange that this is happening the way it's happening. Yeah. And when when I tweeted over the weekend about uh, Trump, I got a lot of feedback I'm like this has nothing to do with Trump this has nothing it has everything to do with Trump if 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 Gunn did not have all those tweets about politics and about his you know uh his unhappiness with the current administration and Trump himself none of this would have happened you know this this infowars universe guy you know he's he's a central guy in the infowars universe it's like i don't know it's uh you know we we should probably move on to talk about the uh the reaction um, you know, a bunch of people involved with Guardians uh, came out. Sean Gunn, uh, James Gunn's brother, had a series of tweets. Uh, I'm going to link all these in the show notes. But I, I think, uh, you know, Sean Gunn basically says a lot of what we've been saying that, uh, you know, that his brother was always a kind-hearted guy that uh, found a niche in um, offensive humor. And uh, he, he never thought that was actually him. Uh, he says exactly what 
Chris was saying, in quote, in many respects, the change in my brother was reflected in the change in the Guardians, the Guardians go through. I've heard my brother say many times that when Quill rallies the team with, quote, this is the chance to give a shit, to care, that is uh, that it's the pep talk uh, he himself needed to hear. Uh, it's part of what made working for the Guardians movie so rewarding, it's such a rewarding experience for the cast, uh, myself included. We managed to find ourselves involved in a big budget superhero movie uh, that was, at the core, deeply personal. Uh, that's a gift, and that's why uh, it's good. Um, he goes on. Uh, you, I, I'm going to link to this. Uh, there's other uh, tweets. Dave P- Batista. Uh, <sighs> Has said he's not okay with the, what's happening uh, to James Gunn. Almost making it out to me. It, it almost seems like he wants no piece of you know Guardians 3 without James Gunn. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think, um, do you think Guardians 3 is going to happen without James Gunn? Do you think these actors involved might, you know, take a stand? That's like one of the craziest things about this is the first two Guardians movies grossed one point six billion dollars for Disney. So and like Guardians three, James Gunn had already finished the script. It was supposed to start shooting early next year, I think. And I don't think Disney had like officially uh, Disney and Marvel had officially put it on the calendar yet. But we were all sort of under the assumption that it was coming out in what, 2020 or 2021 or something like that. Um, This is a huge money-making uh, uh opera you know operation really for disney and marvel so like you know we always talk about how these companies you know the bottom line is the only thing that they care about and whatever and it's like you would think that if that was actually true in this case they would have taken a couple extra minutes to really think about this and, and weigh the consequences of what they're doing because if i think the quote from alan horn who's like the president of production at Disney um, said that they had severed their business relationship with James Gunn. So to me, that means they're not using his script, which is already done. It's not, you know, it's not only that they're firing him as the director of Guardians 3. It's that they're they're scrapping all of their projects with him in any capacity. And that means that they're not going to use the script that he wrote. So uh, like that means they're going to have to start from scratch on Guardians 3 and bring somebody else in and like Chris is saying this this franchise is so tied up with James Gunn as a person and you can really feel him as a filmmaker in these things this is not just um you know uh what is his name the guy who uh Alan Taylor stepping in for Thor yeah. the Dark World where it doesn't really feel um, like there's a, a personality behind the camera. The, the Guardians franchise, arguably more than any other Marvel movies, really felt like they had uh, an authorship um, under James Gunn. And and I just don't, uh, like Chris, I, I have zero interest. I love those movies, but I have zero interest in seeing what a Guardians 3 looks like with somebody else writing or directing this movie. Um, Peter, what, what do you think? I, I don't know. I don't know how this series could go forward without James Gunn. Like, I, I don't know what it would look like. What, you know, all those song choices are him. All the personalities are him. If you read the guardians of the galaxy comic books, I mean, sure it's based on them, but it, it is, it, it is more original, uh, than any of the other Marvel movies in my mind. Uh, it's crazy. You know, I want to get back to, uh, the guardians on Twitter. Um, Chris Pratt, 
posted a uh, Bible verse from James one nineteen. Uh, he's a very religious guy, uh, if you did not know. And the Bible verses, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, let every person be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Um, it's, it's, it seems like all these people involved in this franchise are very angered with this decision by Disney. And I'm wondering if Disney thought that through. Chris, do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, like, I don't know how ironclad their contracts are and all the legalities of, of this stuff. But, you know, I know if this were me and I was in this situation, I would put my foot down. You know, if I if I firmly believed that James Gunn should not have been fired, as I do as, you know, someone not involved with these films, I would be like, you know, I'm not doing your damn sequel unless you, you know, make this right. I mean, I don't think Disney will make it right. I, I feel like it'd be impossible at this point for Disney to hire him back, even though I wish they would. So I really don't know where, where it goes from here. I mean, Marvel has this whole machine in, in, uh, in progress where, you know, all these films are tied together and, you know, it, it, it'd be very hard <laughs> for anyone to make any sort of definitive opinion about this, but I, I really don't know what Disney does now. I, and I do think Disney is, learning what a big mistake this is because i haven't seen a single level-headed person say this is a a good idea like the only people celebrating this are uh just terrible people and you know every uh, forward-thinking person i can think of has pointed out what a what a terrible idea this was on disney's part so again i don't know if disney will backtrack i don't know if you know, they're willing to admit they made a mistake. But if I were the cast, I would be, you know, making a stink about this as they should be. Also, here's something that uh, we haven't really talked about much yet. But uh, let's recall that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was meant to kick off the next 10 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And James Gunn was meant to be integral in planning that next phase of the cinematic universe by introducing new elements, presumably expanding the cosmic side of the Marvel cinematic universe. So this is, has larger implications just beyond guardians of the galaxy volume three. This is a massive decision that will affect the entire future of the Marvel cinematic universe. Cause obviously Marvel has plans for what they plan to do over the next decade. But James Gunn was a big part of that creative direction because of how guardians was going to, you know, start, us down that path so you know getting rid of gun is just it's it opens the whole the playing field to something completely different and who knows how they're going to handle that yeah um we should also talk about some other celebrities came out to james's defense like selma blair uh saying that uh, this man is one of the good ones uh fans have started a petition petition as uh they often do uh to try to get james gun rehired as of uh the time we're, we're recording this, I think it has like 210,000 signatures. Um, and that's just in like, what, two days or something. Um, I'm not sure if that would, uh, you know, have any effect over at the Mouse House if like they're going to, you know, reconsider things based on, you know, a petition on change.org. I will, I will link to that petition in the show notes in case uh, you do want to sign it. Uh, Dan Harmon has deleted his Twitter account after uh, his 2009 video featuring uh, baby doll, uh, a baby doll rape resurfaced, uh, 
I'm hearing managers all around Hollywood are telling their clients to, you know, go back and delete their tweets, delete anything that could be considered offensive in the past for the social media. This is going to be, I think, something like this has huge ramifications of not just for, you know, Disney and Marvel, but this entire entire industry. Uh, we already see people leaving uh, social media over this. Um, Bobcat Goldwith, Goldwith um, he posted an Instagram post that I wanted to say. Uh, he said, uh, I love James Gunn. He's a loyal friend, super talented, passionate, and kind. I wanted to say something. Here it is. Dear at Disney, I would hate for you to come. I would hate for you to come off as hypocritical. So I'm suggesting that you remove my voice from the attraction that's coming to your park. It's called World of Color Villainous. And I reprise the role of pain, a role I performed in Hercules. Uh, You see, here's the deal. Years ago, I made a lot of sarcastically shocking and offensive jokes, uh, many that I'm embarrassed about now, and I would hate for you guys to look bad seeing that I'm openly critical of the president and his administration. And he goes on, I'll link it in the show notes, but it it seems like there's a a huge backlash coming to Disney over this, and I'm, I'm very curious if it, if it's going to um if if they if it's going to change their tune any um not to bring up a hypothetical but um i was wondering this earlier and i wanted to say what if marvel had had a panel at, Ca- at comic con like they usually do uh, i wonder if disney would have waited until monday for example to announce that you know james gunn was fired over these tweets and if they had waited maybe the the everything would have blown over and they wouldn't have fired him at all. Do you guys think that would have happened? I mean, I, I definitely do. I, I definitely think they would have waited till Monday and, um, you know, read the temperature of the room. Uh, wh- what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I agree. If, if Marvel was there, they would not have gone through with this. Although at the same time, then I guess they run the risk of audience questions about it. But those questions are so heavily screened and like, you know, no one had any question about Johnny Depp during the fantastic beasts panel. So I, I really, I, I do think they probably would have waited until Monday. Peter, do you think that there's any chance that Disney would bring him back? Like, do you think that a corporation like that, um, would admit that they acted hastily. Do you think that, that you know, even if they realize right now, oh, crap, we made a mistake, do you think there's any chance that they would, um, you know, take the pie in the face, basically, and, like, publicly admit that they were wrong? I, I really don't know. I mean, is there any precedent to that? I can't I think know. of one. <laughs> there actually is. It's um, I think it was MSNBC fired uh, a reporter who I think was attacked by the same people over over some sort of past tweet. And, you know, after it was pointed out heavily over and over again that, you know, this was in bad faith, MSNBC rehired him and admitted they made a mistake. So, you know, it has happened, but I don't know if Disney would, would do the same thing. I think it depends on what happens next as far as 
behind the scenes dealings as far as what it, what the cast does because I'm sure that they're going to be meeting with everybody to discuss what to do and that I'm I'm would think the discussion would be on the table is to be like that we made a mistake and then maybe we need to fix it especially if the cast you know stands their ground and tries to figure out a way to make sure that he's brought back or you know not make the movie yeah i i don't know i i urge everybody listening to this uh you know go read these tweets i'll link to them in in the show notes go read what james wrote uh you know you've heard the context um i mean i'm i'm sure not everybody's going to agree with you know the people on this podcast um but i i i do think with the context it like i don't think he needed to be fired um at least that's my thoughts like you, you know when this first broke on friday i w- i was angry and i had not read the tweets i had heard you know that there were a, a you know pedophile jokes and you know stuff like that and like at first i was like disney did the right thing but this sucks do you know what i mean that was my first my first thought was you know a company like disney you know they, just like Roseanne, they can't have that but after you know after reading these tweets after reading all these comments from all these people after reading a ton of articles about the situation I th- I think I'm just under the belief that that James Gunn should have come out and apologized. Disney should have had him apologized and went from there. Like I I really don't think uh he needed to be fired for, you know, comments 8, 9, 10 years old uh that are you know just blue jokes for the most part. Um Okay, lastly guys, uh I know we're going long here. Uh, we've talked we we've talked a little bit about uh, you know what would the Marvel Cinematic Universe look like for the future without James Gunn, but it, it, I don't know. Like, do, do you think that Marvel will go through with a Guardians three without him? And if so, who could they possibly even hire? Like, I, I saw some people tweeting about this. Some people mentioned um uh what's the name Luke Besson which is weird because isn't he also getting um some yeah I think he has yeah, like some, some rape allegations like, yeah. on, uh, against him right now yeah I don't think Disney is gonna go for that one uh, <laughs> so um do you guys have any thoughts any um I know I, I know we're like like what can Disney possibly do with this franchise like do they just hang it up like I mean Guardians two and Avengers, you know, three and four could be the ends of the end of the Guardians storyline. You don't need to make further Guardians movies, or will they hire a new director? And who could that possibly be? Ben, do you have any thoughts? The director should be no one. They should. Th- this whole thing is like so ludicrous that like I-, I hate that that Disney has made this decision and that Disney is as big as they are because I want to see. Not just the cast stand up, but the consumers, people, you know, regular audience members who are aware of this and and have looked at it beyond just a quick, you know, outrage headline. And I want people to understand what this means for the industry going forward and to say, we don't you know, we're not OK with this. And and I, I don't want to. You know, uh, the the idea. So, look, we always um, we were debating this uh, in our Slack channel earlier, like. 
the idea of writing an article about who should maybe direct uh, Guardians 3, right? And and I think for me, it's like uh, anytime somebody gets fired off a project or whatever, it's normally, you know, creative differences or, you know, things that we don't know the extent of why a person was removed, Um always you know sometimes that comes out later but you know lord miller or whatever like any any sort of um big problem behind the scenes it's normally uh, a clash of styles right it's it doesn't have anything yeah. to do with controversy so for us to even entertain the idea of uh, you know who should uh direct guardians 3 to me that seems like we're um we're siding with disney on this <laughs> because that ultimately is like you know, who who could step in to make this multi-billion dollar corporation even more money? And like, I, I just am not interested in even thinking about that. Like the the thought experiment of that uh, is just the last thing that I that I want to think about. So like, I just do you know what I'm saying? No, that that's a really good point. Uh, yeah, I just don't. I mean, I'm just so bummed out, guys. <laughs> I'm just so bummed out over this. I'm bummed out over Snap. I'm bummed out over uh, Comic Con, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, I uh, I just don't know. Uh, do you guys have any additional thoughts uh, to round this up? Uh, final thoughts. I have one thing. I know I've just went on a rant, so I apologize for talking a lot. Um, one thing that I was sort of saving till the end was like everybody has you know said a lot of things on this podcast about uh, the ideal of. Um, being tolerant toward people and allowing people to change. And I think that's really important and something that as a society, we all need to sort of uh, strive to be better about. I know I do personally, uh, when somebody wrongs me or slights me in any way, I tend to like hold a grudge and whatever. And that's something I need to work on. But I think there's a huge difference between some of the stuff that um, has happened even uh, with uh, assault and, and harassment and, and those sorts of allegations, even within our industry, like the online film writing industry. And, um, and the idea of like letting those people uh, grow and change and whatever, like the the line that I'm drawing is like those people actually did something wrong. And James Dunn, James Gunn did nothing wrong. He, he tweeted jokes. He didn't actually commit these acts, you know, and I think that's. That's something in all of these bad faith takes They're They're trying to blur the line between what is right and wrong. And I, I think we just have to keep those distinctions separate because that's really like a very important aspect in this entire conversation. It's like, did somebody physically do something to someone else or was this just a person being a dick? You know what I mean? I think this brings us to the end of today's slash film daily, a very serious episode. Uh, I've linked to everything we have talked about in the show notes. So if you're trying to find any of those tweets, that article that uh, Ben mentioned, the petition uh, to bring James back uh, to Guardians of the Galaxy and Marvel, um, you can find all that in the show notes. Uh, this podcast, Slash Film Daily, is published every weekday on SlashFilm.com and all the popular podcast apps. Please feel free to send us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to peter at SlashFilm.com, and we will see you tomorrow.